We'll check in with West Durham of the ACC Network as well. Real test this weekend for NC State and North Carolina for different reasons. NC State's got to show that their season wasn't entirely sunk by what happened at Clemson on Saturday. In the same way that Wake Forest was able to bounce back after pouring it out against the Tigers, they got up off the mat, took care of business against Florida State. Now NC State finds themselves in the same position. Meanwhile, North Carolina is going to have to prove it that, hey, last week was about us, not about a bad Virginia Tech team, and that Miami is not going to have a get-right game like Notre Dame did earlier this season. Well, let's talk about a mug real quick before we get to power rankings. Joe, mm. you, you're going to try to redeem this it's somehow? Not, it's, I, I can't redeem it. Yeah, you um, can't. I can't redeem it. That's not an attempt, but I am going yeah. to. And I had forgotten about the sweatshirt, by the way. See, see, I remember the sweatshirt. Yeah, because I've never because I wear, I wear it. There, are, there are certain things that I just have at home. Okay. Anyway, I can't even turn to Cox because he's he's going to be on your side anyway. It probably. Well, I mean, you know, which I mean, what, you got you don't it at have home, things that you just so, keep at home. I mean, do you do you do you wear every do you wear everything in your wardrobe to work? <laughs> Much. I also love how you're just lumping me in with the past producers uh-huh. from this program. Well, no, you, tw- you, are, yeah, you, you tweeted, tweeted from the I, you, you, you tweeted. tweeted from your day off, sir. Yeah. You dug your own grave yeah. on that one. Yeah, yeah. This, and this is a touchy <laughs> subject with Julia, yes. who is convinced that every producer who's ever worked on this show, whether it was the permanent producer or somebody who's been filling in, always agrees with me, which is not the case. You only remember the times they agree with me. That's the all. That's all you remember. He's about to agree with you right now. Right, right. It's a self fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. So you got me you got me this mug for Christmas that says cat dad on it and I use it. Um but this is now two mugs that I've had here at the station that have been given to me by my co-host that eventually get co-opted by coworkers here. That's my fault. Because here's what happens. I will occasionally leave a mug in my cubicle area and it gets gross. I'll forget to rinse it out. So that cat dad mug which I've used uh, ended up having like a base coat of coffee that had caked on. You know what I'm talking about? Like but you couldn't hand wash is what you're saying. I tried hand washing okay. it and I couldn't get it out of like the little crevices. So I threw it into the dishwasher. That was my mistake. Because once it goes into the dishwasher, it's a wrap. Then somebody unloads the dishwasher. Usually it's rusty or I was gonna say usually rusty. <laughs> or Brian Maloney, poor guy. He's he's only the trust me, I saw him doing it yesterday. He's only the boss boss. Dude's out here unloading the dishwasher. Anyway, this has happened before. Because Adam Gold got me a mug for Christmas one time. It's a Rachel Maddow mug, because he knows of my appreciation for Rachel Maddow. And Video Joe ganked it. Video Joe did? Video Joe ganked it! Uh, when in doubt, blame Video Joe. So, so who who was it that got the cat dad mug? Felicia. Well, bye, Felicia. I'm gonna have to go back there and get it, because that's on it. But that's on me, because I think it, we can all agree when you're working in an office space and it goes into dishwasher, it suddenly becomes a community mug. I'm just glad it was still somewhere in there and not taken to the other kitchen where it goes to just never be, appear again. Yeah, so, the Jersey Boys mug is as I found that <laughs> on the other side. That, that's the one I like, and the Annie one are the one I like. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. All right, let's give you our football power rankings. The OGs. Never been done before. Cannot be duplicated. Completely original football power rankings. Four, three, two, one. Gilio, you're number four. I'm, I can't get enough of this Geno Smith story. The NFL Player of the Week? Are you kidding? Is Geno Smith, <laughs> after throwing for 320 yards and uh, three total touchdowns, 
in a 48-45 win over the Lions. But the real reason I love Smith is his new catchphrase. They wrote me off, but I never wrote back. <laughs> get me the shirt, Joe. Did he finally did he, did he finally get that on a shirt for real, for real? It must already be done. Okay, okay. All right, my number four on the absolutely original football power rankings has not been done before. Bailey Zappe? Zap? How do you pronounce his name? Zappy. Zap. Zappy? Zappy? Zappy. You know what I like to call him? I like to call him the Mac Jones wasn't squat. Because that's what Bailey Zapp proved. Zappy proved. What he's able to do is all that Mac Jones was doing. And all these people are trying to tell me, oh, Mac Jones is operator. They really, why didn't the Panthers get Mac Jones? Because he's just Mac freaking Jones. There's nothing wrong with being an operator, but clearly Bailey Zappe can do the same damn thing for Bill Belichick. And the Patriots are still a defensive first, run first team. You can call Bailey Zappe the App State Slayer since he's the only quarterback in history to beat the Mountaineers in a bowl game. That's true. All right, number three, football power rankings. Number three is handsome Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, leading the 49ers to a Monday night win over the Los Angeles Rams. A little bit of revenge. Joe, nothing better than a regular season revenge game. Jimmy G leading the Niners to a 24-9 win over the Rams last week. My number three on the OGs, completely original, never been done before, can't be duplicated football power rankings, is our producer, Dennis Cox. Oh. Or should I call it Matt Rule? Mm. You went to a McDonald's on Monday as Matt Rule. Yeah. You wore the smock. I, I, I created it. Yeah, yes. I got a text from a football insider, a real football oh, insider. I, I'm not making this up. Okay. I'm not making this Go up. Go on. Uh, this is from an actual insider. You might even see him on TV. Okay. Okay. And he said that Dennis's Matt Rule impression is iconic. <laughs> so it's getting around the league, Dennis. You're moving up in the power rankings. All right, number two, Joe. Number two, the Atlanta Falcons. Their season win total was five and a half, but they're two and two. Whoa. After four weeks, they now they beat Seattle on the road. Fine. Uh, but they beat the Browns at home this week in a, in a home as a home dog. Joe. So, mm. congrats to the Falcons on improving the two and two with Marcus Mariota as their quarterback. Well, we'll see. It's 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 early yet. It's early yet. All right, my number two on the completely original. Nobody's ever done this before. Can't be duplicated. OG football power rankings. Patrick Mahomes. What more do I need to say? This ah, oh, Patrick Mahomes has fallen off. What's Patrick Mahomes going to do? without certain wide receivers, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. He looked pretty damn good against that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, right? He did. Right? He did. All right, what's your number one? Number one, the only unbeaten team in the NFL. Fly, Eagles, fly. I'm not sure I was a believer in Jalen Hurts before this season. Well, it's changing my mind. My number one on the OG football power rankings, completely original, never been done before. Was the reason why Patrick Mahomes was able to do what he did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It's because Giselle is no longer casting spells to benefit Tom Brady. That's why Giselle and Tom Brady reportedly are filing for divorce, and Giselle is a witch. Tom Brady has admitted that she's a witch and that he has actually benefited from said witchcraft. You don't believe me that Giselle's already altering the course for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Well, I give you this story from NFL Media. 
Bucks wide receiver Cole Beasley has decided to retire effective immediately. <laughs> His agents, Joel and Justin Turner, tell me, this is Tom Pelissero and Mike Garofalo, quote, he is ready to be with his family after playing in 11 seasons, and it's time to be a full-time dad and husband. Now, why would Cole Beasley suddenly do that? It has to be because of, as my friend told me, don't piss off a witch. Did I just hear the first Night of Lights commercial? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Dude. It is officially Christmas. I cannot wait to start putting up Christmas lights in my house. I'm surprised you haven't put them up already. Uh, I still got I got Halloween stuff up right now. I got I actually put up my Halloween stuff a couple weeks ago. Actually, I mean, if I'm gonna go through the work of putting stuff up, I might as well enjoy it, right? All right, let's say hello to West Durham ACC Network. Oh, MLB Raleigh is gonna be very happy about the hat that you're wearing right now, Wes. I know. Very excited I know. about that. I'm Ra- also wearing the official ACC Network. First year T-shirt. I, I, you know, it was funny. I was actually going through. I was going through a bunch of my old shirts the other day, and I found that one. It was yeah. well worn. I'm gonna have to break that one out again. Yeah, but if yeah. you're watching on WRL Sports Plus, Wes is rocking a Raleigh Grays hat, which yep. uh, you can go pick up at uh, MLBRaleigh.com. I've got one of those. It's a great dad hat. It is. Yeah, that's uh, that's all I am. I'm almost exclusive dad hat. Guy, as, so. as long as you don't buy it for him, Wes, it'll be fine. Oh, he might wear it. All right, whatever. Shout out and shout out to Clifford, who just celebrated a birthday. Clifford, yeah, uh, it's an approximate. Remember, he was a rescue cat, mm-hmm. but our veterinarian thinks that his birthday was October 4th. So yesterday we celebrated a Clifford birthday. I also noticed yesterday that we're going to have to get your lovely wife on the OG oh. mixtape. Yeah, the video evidence of my wife doing the OG mixtape <laughs> was probably good humor for you boys yesterday but i figured she's going to participate she's we were watching the show on wrel's sports fan app the app that we get through roku right Uh and we were enjoying the show and i said uh, you probably need to watch this segment of the show because you like 80s music Mm -hmm. and there we go and um she guessed rihanna at the end didn't know the song oh i see i see i see west durham acc network joining us here on the og all right so i think the further we get away from saturday's game in death valley uh, and and Lauren Brownlow and I talked about this in the most re- recent ACC Panic Room. The more I think it was about Clemson than it was about NC State. I, agree. I, th- yeah. I think Clemson answered a lot of questions that we had had back in July that DJ Uyunglele's play has improved, and they're clearly in the college football playoff contention. Can they win it all? I don't know. But I do think there was a little bit of a restoring of order for Dabo that we saw on Saturday as they have effectively wrapped up the Atlantic division. Well, and let's remember now, a month ago, we were having the how much longer is DJU going to quarterback conversation. Right, right. I mean, we were ready to put Connor Klubnick up there or Cade Klubnick mm-hmm. or whatever the kid's name is, now that I've forgotten a month later. <laughs> Cade Klubnick, we were ready to put that kid on the, uh, you know, on the statue with Thomas Green Clemson himself. So, I mean, the idea that, you know, DJ Uwe Ungalale has had, in my opinion, three really good games, and I would even throw, you know, another one in there, Furman, for, for good measure here. I think the guys continued to ascend to where he and really Jordan Travis have entered a conversation that none of us expected either player to be in when the year began. And let's be honest, Brennan Armstrong has probably fallen out of that conversation just based on the trials and tribulations. And I could argue that the car crash that is Boston College's offense, Phil Jankovic, has also slipped out of that conversation. But 
That all being said, give Clemson more credit. It's nothing against NC State, okay? Uh, I mean, Jaleel, you were there. You saw the environment, and Clemson was ready for those cats when they came down the hill. And, you know, they made life tough on NC State. And when Clemson wants to turn it up and remind everybody we're still here, you know, they uh, they can do that, and they showed it, I thought, on Saturday night a little bit. Well, the only thing I would say that would be against NC State was – I didn't love the way that they attacked Clemson's defense. And there's only so much you can do, let's be right. clear. When you can't block the four guys in front of you, life becomes difficult. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to turn the whole entire loss into a, a Tim Beck is not good at his job discussion. Okay, right. But I do think there are better ways for NC State to go about the, the people that they do have. And if Demi Sumo Karnbe is hurt, then they need to come out and just say he's hurt instead of this mystery game that they're playing. That's number one. And if he's healthy, you need they need to use him more. I also think the way that they use their receivers, basically by telling them, go out and make a play, instead of trying to scheme them open with combination routes and some different ideas, is frustrating. Their, their inability on first down to be creative is frustrating. So some of that, yes, you as Dave Doran did, you tip your cap to Clemson and say, their defensive line was superior and was the difference in the game. However, you got to go back and look at your own mistakes and look at what you can fix. And maybe here on Wednesday, I will save the baby from the bathwater if I hadn't already thrown it out. But I, I do think it's a stinger, man. It's a stinger. You just don't get. You just don't get those chances. That's right. You don't get many no. of them. You're right. You're exactly right. And, I, you know, from that standpoint, you feel bad for the Wolfpack. But at the same time, I will take the other approach that there's not anybody else on their schedule they can't beat. Mm. I mean, this, is where we wake, get, this is where we get into the Wake Forest. You're saying we Florida State conversation? No, 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 no. This is a, this is a Wake Forest in Carolina. Yeah. They're probably going to go one and one in those games. Let's – yeah. Okay. I said it on Saturday. NC State will go one and one against Clemson and Florida State because if they beat Clemson, they'll turn around and lose to Florida State. And if they lose to Clemson, I've had I have faith in Dave Doran and the way that they respond after a loss. Mm-hmm. I do. He's proved that's the one of the number one things he's proven is that after they lose, he he knows how to get his team's attention. He's yeah. done a very good job with that every year except 2019. So, but no, I, I think Wake Forest Wake Forest showed you a whole lot on. Saturday down at I don't, Tallahassee, I, a whole can, lot to me. Can I just say that didn't we talk last Wednesday in this particular segment that Wake Forest could go to Tallahassee and win? Yes, we did. Okay, but nobody ever picks up on that nationally because they become enthralled with what Florida State's done for the first time in five years. Of right? course, of course. Okay, got it. Just checking because anybody that's watched Dave Clawson coach Wake Forest should know that Wake Forest is more than capable right now of going to Tallahassee and convincingly beating Florida State, which is mm-hmm. what they did. Mm-hmm. But anybody who outside the walls of the ACC has their head up the proverbial A&M or Auburn rear end <laughs> then doesn't understand that because they think Wake Forest is Vanderbilt. Yeah. yeah. And it's the furthest thing from it. it is, and that's why I'm with you to a point with the Wolfpack and the rest of this season. Because if we're going to adhere to that level of thinking, well, I mean, look at Wake Forest has routinely done to sure. NC State and right. un, under the, and and Joe and I have talked about this. If I'm an NC State fan, I think you called this at the beginning of the season, Julio. If you if you watch Wake Forest operate, it's not just about mm. Sam Hartman and the mesh and all that stuff. 
They had dudes at wide receiver, and that's yeah, the did. biggest problem that NC State has right now is that after Emeka Amizi's departure, there's an expectation, all right, step it up. But mm-hmm. they're, they they clearly have a ceiling, and I'm watching Sam Hartman make, make big throws, but I'm also seeing 50-50 ball big catches, and that's something that Wake Forest from has. Diff- from State. different guys, different by guys. the way. They've been running oh, yeah. through the guys. The state doesn't have. That, at Keyshawn that program. Williams, Donovan Green, mm-hmm. A.T. Perry. I mean, you can roll off. Sage Surratt. Sage Surratt. I Dorch. Mean, just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they've but got right guys. now they've got, they've got three guys plus a tight end in Blake Whitehart who I think can make plays. And here's the other thing, too. Justice Ellison is a is a pretty good little sledgehammer at the run back spot, you know. And Michael Jurgens is a terrific center and has done a terrific job getting in, getting Wake Forest in position to go against some of these teams. Because be honest with you, I mean, now Florida State didn't have Jared Verse Saturday, but they had everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Wake Forest ran the ball at will and scored at will at times. And it was an impressive performance. And, yeah, I think State and Wake are on a collision course. You can put Carolina in there. Look, Carolina, if the defensive light is now lit, boys, look, you know, I saw I saw Pitt go down Saturday night. I'm getting my letter jacket on Saturday when they host Virginia Tech. Um, so, I, I look, I don't know where Pitt is, and I certainly don't know where Miami is. But the one thing I know about Carolina, you're going to have to put 30 on the board to beat them. Well, we'll get to the Carolina-Miami game next. We'll take a quick break uh, here from Chris Lee in the WRL-TV5 newsroom. And what exactly are we going to expect down in Coral Gables? Well, no, in – Miami Gardens. Miami Gardens. Sorry, they, yeah. don't, they don't actually. They're going to drive from Coral Gables. It'll take about an hour. On the Shula Expressway. Hopefully traffic will be okay. West Durham, ACC Network, ESPN. He hangs out with us every Wednesday. Good bit of that conversation before the break was about NC State and Wake Forest. Hmm. But there's an intriguing game in Miami between the Tar Heels and the Hurricanes. Yes, sir. Uh, the the Hurricanes offense under Tyler Van Dyke last year was a surprise, which led to a lot of hype around, hey, well, now they got like a real competent coach in Mario Cristobal. I think some folks forgot along the way that Mario Cristobal might not want to air it out the same way that Rhett Lashley and the crew wanted to air it out last year. Well, and, but they saw they also saw though, excuse me, Joe, they also saw what Josh Gaddis did at Michigan. Yeah. So see, that's where I think some of this got caught in the uh in the lines of communication because that's fair. I think they were thinking that Josh Gaddis was going to bring the, you know, the vertical game that Michigan had at times last year too. Mm -hmm. Now I would also offer you this, that that transition can take some time. It's going to be bumpy. And Oh, by the way, they're not healthy. Yeah. Although apparently they're getting healthy because apparently Parrish and Knighton and some of these guys are ready to go for Saturday, but yes, you know, we'll see what that translates. I was going to say, and that's going to be the fascinating part for the Tar Heels. We saw Notre Dame establish the run and just gut them that way. Right. Although Notre Dame, as Jillio likes to point out, is a little bit different on the line. Miami doesn't have that advantage. So I guess I guess North Carolina's defense can feel good about itself because they, they, they did the thing against a bad Virginia Tech squad. Miami's a little bit different. I, hang on. They did it against a pretty good defense, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? They, well, see, I think there's two separate conversations about the Tar Heels. I have every faith in the world that Drake May and this offense will improve as the season goes on. Sure. And they're 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 gonna put up enough points. The question is whether or not North Carolina's defense is gonna put them in a position where they have I, to score every drive. I understand that part. The old Paul Johnson theory. Yep. Don't miss your turn. Um 
But see, Saturday, the light came on for the defense a little bit against a team that's in the bottom third of the ACC in offense, okay? Virginia Tech is bottom four, bottom, yeah, bottom third for sure, bottom five, if you will, whatever the you know thirds you want to chop up between 14 and 15 are, um, in all four offensive categories in the ACC, okay? So then you have to take where Virginia Tech is defensively. See, that's the thing I look at because Carolina put 41 on a group that's not bad defensively. And so when Carolina puts 41 on a group that's kind of got the substance that Virginia Tech does, Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden, like the conversation we were just having about NC State, right? Who else is Carolina going to play that's got some thump to them on the defensive side of the ball? That's that's another interesting conversation I think we have to have because – that's the difference between Carolina now and Carolina standing in Charlotte the first Saturday in December. I'm going to try to process that thought separately from where I think Miami is. Cause where do you think Miami I, is? Because I think Miami may be in trouble. I'll, yeah. I'll, allow me to allow, allow me to give you what I feel like is my gift. Okay. Okay. When it comes specifically to this, okay. I can tell you when something's going to work. And I can tell you when something's not going to work. Okay? Yeah. Matt Rule, Matt Canada. There's a a lot of different examples, coaches specifically, that I can give you. This show sometimes. That I can give you. Okay? Gifts gifts to Ovius. Not going to work. Exactly. exactly. That's why I thought the cat dad was such a winner. It was. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for helping my argument. I I just walked you right into that one. Go ahead. This game. Okay? Yeah. Sure. This is the same exact spot Notre Dame was in when they went to Carolina where everyone is telling you, you stink. Right. Your new coach isn't any good. You're not that talented. You're losing the lousy teams. Blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Okay? Right. And yeah. what they do? They they abused Carolina. Sure. Abused no them. Now, Carolina loses to Notre Dame. Oh, you guys stink. Carolina yeah, you could around. score some, but... Yeah, hey, I got you. then they turn around, they beat Virginia Tech. That's the spot Miami's in right now. And I'm telling you, and I told it already to him and, and, and Ernie, if Cristobal doesn't win this game in this spot, I'm telling you long term, it's not going to work for him. It's not going to. Because if you can coach at all, if you can coach at all, right. you get one chance with a group. This is the one chance. And if they don't listen to you, you're not worth anything as a coach. Because if you can't coach in this situation, you can't coach, period. And they've had a bye. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's the spot. I don't disagree with the logic, but I don't know if they've got the offense oiled up enough. Because here's the thing. Defensively, look at what they let Middle Tennessee flipping state do, Joe. Look what they let Southern Miss do. That's where they're kind of let a bad A and M team do. Sure, offensively. What my what I would say to that is, this is the classic. I don't believe you, new coach. Okay, and I don't, I don't, I don't. Quite frankly, if you're Miami, we've seen this with Miami since they've joined the ACC. When they play Virginia on a Saturday at at like noon, they're like, oh yeah, cool. I don't care. Yeah. But then then you put them in prime time, and it's like, oh, oh, look who's here. Yeah. The lights are on. It's the Canes. It's the U. So, I would say I and I'm just saying it. I'm not I'm, I think Miami wins a game. Period. Okay. But I I, right. I would be stunned and I have the person you love, Fine Bomb loves to say 
Mario Cristobal is a legitimate, is thought of in Alabama circles because he's not pulling it out of his ear. Mario, Feinbaum says, Mario Cristobal is thought of in Alabama circles as a legitimate candidate to replace Saban. That's how highly they think of him there. Now, far be it for me to tell Saban that he doesn't know who can coach you and who can't. Or Because I think he does. Well, but if, if it was just Paul's evaluation, I would say to you, fine. But you and I know Where he's that's not that coming from him. Yeah, he's no, getting, okay? like, no, he's, 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 he's getting, getting that from inside. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's what I'm getting at here. It, the money's on the table. Mario, you left Oregon. Mario, we all already have some questions about what you did with Justin Herbert at Oregon. So maybe the real answer is you can't coach. Mm-hmm. That could be the answer. It's entirely sure. possible. And so yeah, far, well, so so far with Miami, I'm a little a little suspect what's going on. Well, and and the other part too is, and that's what I'll, I'll go back to the the note about them being healthy again. I mean, when right. you don't have Paris, you, you have to have, have some Knight. receiver help. Yes, Restrepo. Yeah, and you got and you got to get Restrepo out on the perimeter. And Gata apparently is healthy now. They're, I heard May Navarro, I think, rode in Gata's now back to 100 percent or whatever the case may be. <laughs> whatever so, that's whatever right. that is, whatever in Gata and 100 percent looks like. <laughs> We've been Ladson. Is it Ladson? It's Ladson. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at Clemson having these 78 five-star receivers, but, and they but still don't it, have anything. It's Ladson. It's Ladson. Yes. It's at Miami and Ngata, who's still at Clemson. Correct. We're waiting on both of them to be on. We are. We are. Uh, to make a difference. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yes. Is it capable? Is the capability there? Absolutely. It's still Miami. But the capability at Carolina? Yeah. Well, we saw capability on defense last week against – Again, a bottom five, a bottom third offense in yeah. the ACC. Yeah, Virginia Tech is uh, – And I, based I, on Miami's offensive prowess here lately, you know, I mean, yeah. that's the curious part about the – that's why the Coastal is giving us one last dance at this. Mm-hmm. They're going to give us one last dance of just Let's put it this way. flatline mediocrity. Let's put it this way. I'm glad we have the video of Mac Brown pouring – a 40 a high life into a bucket trash can oh my okay i'm just glad i'm glad we have that because carolina's likely gonna win the coastal all right you guys don't want to talk about the panthers y'all good everybody good well we're we're giving falcons love all right one two in a row right two in a row together boys not bad not bad got the got the brownies no, the, the the less said about the Panthers, the better at this point. Okay, okay. all right. Not I'm unless you want Jerry. Cox to do rule. Yeah, he'll he'll do a Matt rule. I mean, he can do that for, for you. you. Oh my god! I mean, at the end of the day, he <laughs> oh got you. Gosh. All right. Oh my god, so good, <laughs> Cox. <laughs> you guys are awesome. All right, Wes. We'll talk to you. See next you next week. week in Charlotte. We're going to hoops, aren't we? Doing uh, hoops, no, baby. Will, Let's we will, do some we will, hoops. We will not see you at hoops. Oh, we're not doing hoops. Yeah, because the brilliant minds of the ACC decided to have that as the same night as the Carolina Hurricanes opening their season. Ooh. So we'll be out at PNC Arena getting ready for the start of the Hurricanes. All right, but enjoy Charlotte. Meet. I'll we'll, tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll talk ch- next Thursday. We'll okay, check in we'll Thursday. do that. You'll be busy yeah. with your ACC stuff. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Be good, guys. Take care. Thanks. It's the, it's the OG. Yeah, we're yeah. So ACC tip off. That's the ACC's basketball media day, which we've gone to in the past. We're not going to this year because Hurricanes hockey is back, baby. And we got to be out at PNC Arena. Are they going to let us give away a beer again? Probably not. No, my guy Mike Lapre from Boston College texted me this morning. And he's like, I'll see you next week. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, the BC people love me. Yeah, they really do love you. My guys, they really do love you. But no, no, we're not. We're going to be out at PNC Arena rocking with the Hurricanes.